May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his only Son, our Savior Jesus the Christ. Since it's a day to talk about Michael the Archangel and God's other angels, I'm going to get rid of a few stereotypes. I'm not talking about chubby cupids with silly bows and arrows shooting them to make people fall in love. I'm not talking about cartoonish characters on your shoulders, one with a pitchfork and one with a harp and a halo. I'm not talking about Clarence in It's a Wonderful Life and the nonsensical saying, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And I'm not talking about the fallacy repeated too often and believed too much that when someone dies, he or she becomes an angel. Angels are God's creation. Angels are God's servants. Angels are God's messengers. And today, an angel is God's warrior. May the Holy Spirit give us expectant hearts and attentive ears and minds to discover and rejoice at the good news in Revelation 12. For there is good news when we learn that his time is short. People God dearly loves. Yes, Revelation 12 is about a certain strong angel named Michael. His name means who is like God or one who is like God. We first hear of Michael in Daniel 10. That was today's Old Testament reading. There he is called the chief prince and there he is also a warrior. But the 12th chapter of Revelation is also about a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns. That's back in verse 3. It wasn't part of today's reading. I might suggest that you go back and read a little bit more later today. This dragon is described by John in his vision in six other ways. He is an angel who has other angels in his cohort. He is that ancient serpent, reminding us of the garden. He is called the devil. He is Satan. He is the deceiver of the whole world. And he is the accuser. But before we go any further, we need to recall the theme of this amazing but sometimes confusing book called Revelation. I'll remind you of what my childhood pastor used to say. And yes, it was my dad. The theme of Revelation is simple. Jesus wins, and so do we. That's the repeated story in the cyclical series of visions given to the Apostle John. That's the story which John then delivers to the persecuted church to give them hope and courage and faithfulness. And that's what the first six verses of Revelation 12 tell us. A woman is pregnant. She is a picture of the church. But a great dragon appears because Satan always opposes the work and the people of God. His powerful tail sweeps down a third of the stars of heaven. This is a dramatic picture of the rebellion of the devil and the other angels who joined him. The woman cries out in labor, while the dragon waits to devour the child. Because Satan knows that this child is the promised child, the seed of the woman, 
Genesis 3.15, who will be stronger than the dragon. The male child is born. He is powerful in his rule, for he is the holy son of God. After his salvation winning mission, the child returns to the throne of God. Jesus ascends and is seated at the father's right hand. And the woman, the church, flees into the wilderness. This vision in chapter 12 is a powerful picture of the battle won by Christ Jesus through his incarnation, through his holy and perfect life. Though he was tried and tempted by Satan, he remained sinless. And through his suffering and his death on the cross, through his rest in the dark tomb, and through his grave-opening, death-defeating resurrection. This battle was fought in Israel, outside Jerusalem. But it was also, it is also pictured as this cosmic battle, which is why we have these images in Revelation 12 of Michael armored and sword-wheeling, the archangel fighting against the dragon, the archenemy of Christ. It is a cosmic conflict in the fallen creation, but by which God will bring into existence a new creation. We heard today in the epistle, by the blood of the Lamb, the loud voice in heaven exclaims that, by the blood of the Lamb, Christians are conquerors. Even though Jesus seems conquered on the cross, but remember, Jesus wins, and so do we. But it's true, the wilderness is where we are. It's out there, and sometimes we carry it in here with us. For we are longing for the eternal promised land. We are longing to be brought back home to a place we've never been. And there is a constant battle. Because Satan, the dragon, cannot defeat Jesus. He thinks that he can defeat and destroy those who follow Christ in faith. The devil prowls and growls like a roaring lion seeking to devour, Peter says. He fights us by using this subtle, seductive whisper, Did God really say? But this is the truth. Satan is wrong. For Satan always lies. As Jesus says in John 8, he is the father of lies. Here is more truth. The gates of hell cannot and will not prevail against the church, Matthew 16. And Michael, the archangel, fights for us. He is fighting for us against the demons who have been cast down, who have fallen down like lightning out of heaven. Though we cannot see Michael and Gabriel, they aren't the only two named holy angels in Scripture. Though we can't see them, nor countless cherubim and seraphim, they are are engaged against our spiritual enemies. They guard and they defend us. As the writer to the Hebrews teaches, are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are to inherit salvation? And by the presence and protection of his holy angels, our Lord reveals that we are not alone in our trek through the wilderness. We are not alone 
on the battlefield. We are not alone, not separated from our Redeemer and not separated from all the redeemed. Yes, there is tribulation. Yes, there is a struggle. Yes, there is weariness. Even so, our Lord reigns in power and glory, and this truth enables the church to carry out and complete her mission. Today is the first day of Reformation Month. Four weeks from today, we will sing the old evil foe now means deadly woe. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. On earth is not his equal. But there's more to Luther's great hymn. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, We tremble not, we fear no will. They shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged, the deed is done. One little word can fail him. That word is Christ. The word made flesh. That word is the cross. That word is forgiveness. That word is grace. That word is chosen. That word is victory. That word is eternity. Satan's time is short. The clock is running. Though he lashed out at the promised Savior and though he lashes out still with his accusations and deceptions, his head has been crushed by the death of of Jesus. He is defeated, thrown down, judged. His time on earth is short, but he will be captive forever in the fires of hell. But the church's time is also short, for there is urgency in proclaiming salvation in Christ alone. There is urgency in speaking the law which reveals all people's sin and the gospel which declares complete forgiveness. There is urgency because too many people around us are living and dying without knowing and trusting Jesus Christ. And this urgency is demonstrated every time a baptism is celebrated. It is always wonderful to rejoice in God's perfect and powerful word at the font when we say amen to his gifts by simple water and strong word. And our Lord's gift of baptism declares this to the great dragon. No, not this one, not this little girl, not this child of God reborn into his family. For Noel Rene belongs to the heavenly father. Her name is written in the book of life. And so she belongs to all the redeemed and rescued in Christ, which means she is one with us. And though Noel Renee's time in her parents' arms has been short just a month, though her time in God's kingdom of grace has also been short since about 8.10 this morning, our new sister in Christ now possesses a reality That is endless, for she has been claimed and clothed and cleansed to be part of the eternal choir of made holy saints joined with created holy angels to be gathered around the throne 
of the crucified and risen and ascended and glorified Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.